Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Primarily, we're going to work on Dafnan Gimel. Before we get there, let's see Mishnah and Dafnan Bezim Ra'al. You saw Rishon, Barshen Yomotza Megula. We're talking about the Av of Bar, so the primary category of damaging caused through a pit. If the first one covered it over, and the second one found it uncovered, the low Yisol, Hasheni, the second person did not cover it over, Chayev, he is Chayev. The fact that the first person left it in a place, in a way, Rashi says, that when he used it, he covered it over, he was responsible, he left it in a way that was not dangerous, not likely to cause any damage. Barshani Rashi says also, he is also coming to use it, and he found that somehow it became uncovered. Kigon, Shitliyah, Somehow the covering got rotten, wormy. Some, somehow it was no longer effective. So the second one is now responsible. Only the second one is liable. The first one is exempt. He has done his job and he's out of the picture. It's strictly the responsibility of the second uh, person who's utilizing this pit. Gemara is going to describe until what point the first one is exempt. However, if the first one did not cover it properly, and the second one came and found it open because the first one was negligent, the second one left it there, they are both liable. In the case that the second one is liable is where the first one left it for the second one to use and relied that he would cover it over properly. He saw Karoi in the Mishnah. He covered it over properly. And then an ox or donkey fell into this pit and died. Potter, he's exempt. Rashi covered it appropriately. And while this donkey or ox walked across this covering in a freak accident, it fell in and died. The one who did the proper precautions covering over the pit is exempt, not liable. Loki if he did not cover it over properly, if he did not cover it properly, and then when the ox or donkey walks across the covering of this pit and unsurprisingly falls in and dies, this person who did not cover it over properly, he's the Baal Habor, is liable. This is the part that our Gemara is going to be working on. If the animal fell before it from the sound of digging, so the animal was startled from the sound of digging, Chayev, the owner of the bar of this pit, is liable. If he fell backwards from the sound of the digging, 
then he's exempt. The owner of the bar is exempt. Let's see Rashi. Nafalafanov Mikol Achraya. Bar Chriya Benechnas Kare Sachir L'Sochol. So a pre-dug pit. You have a pre-existing pit. And now somebody's coming in, a hired hand is coming in to broaden L'Harchiv Olhamik or to deepen the depth of this pit. Vishor Holech Asfasabar. And there's an ox treading by the lip, the edge of this pit. And it heard the sound of the bane of the pick or whatever was being used, jackhammer, something to, to widen or deepen the pit. And the ox got startled. And it fell on his face into the pit. The Bach says, meaning what he's taking out the word, Babar. Instead of Nafal Alponov, Nafal Lifonov. Back in the Mishnah, Nafal, the Tocho Shor, if it fell into this pit, the ox and its vessels, Mishtabru, and they broke. Chamor Vikelo, Viniskaru, or the donkey and its vessels, and they ripped. Chayev, al upater al the owner of the pit is liable for the damage caused to the animal, whether it be the ox or the donkey, and exempt from liability for the damage to the vessels. Nafal, the tocho shor cheresh shotavikaton, chay. If fell into this pit an ox that was deaf mute or a crazy ox, did not have the proper instincts, or cotton was too immature to have the normal sense to be protecting itself from danger. Chai, the owner of the bar, is liable. Ben Obas, Eved O Amo, All various types of people are excluded. The damage, somebody who's harmed in the bar, is excluded from liability for the, the owner of the pit is exempt. Let's see Rashi. The owner of the pit is liable. And even if the ox is a pikach, so well aware of how to protect itself, we say later, that the owner of the pit is exempt. That there's a responsibility of the animal to be self-aware, be cognizant of its surroundings, and it should not have walked straight into this book. In this case, nonetheless, the owner of the bar is exempt. The sound of this digging to either deepen or widen the pit has scared the animal. And we don't say that it should have been more careful. The ox was startled. And a startled ox could jump back, jump forward. It's not in its good senses. 
Perigarma. Gemara asks, say that the digger is the one who caused it. And why don't we view the owner of the pit as exempt from liability? So another idea that before, before it, if it fell before it from the sound of the digging, the owner of the pit is liable. Even though there is what to say that the one who is digging, extending this pit, either deeper or wider, and making this noise, is the cause of the animal being harmed. And that itself is considered just a grama, it's just a cause of damage, it's not a direct damage. The Carmelon Mavises Havero Potter, Medina Adam. And the halacha is if somebody scares his friend and there's damage as a result of that. The friend who was startled and was damaged is not able to collect damages in court. The one who scared his friend is liable, but in the court he's exempt. And therefore, why don't we say both are exempt, both the owner of the pit, as well as the hired hand who is augmenting this pit, who's digging with his pick or his jackhammer, and that scared the ox. Say they're both exempt. Nonetheless, we don't say that. We say, even though the fellow who's digging is exempt from scaring the animal, the owner of the pit remains liable for the damage that is ensues when the ox falls in. In accordance with the teaching of Rabbi Nasan, as the Gemara will explain, this is how I heard it. If the animal falls back when it gets startled by the sound of the digger, then the owner of the bar of the pit is exempt. As Gemara will explain, Parallel to the first part of the Mishnah, where the ox fell forward, we're describing a case where the ox fell backward into, into the pit. Behind. The difference between the vessels of how they break, as described in the Mishnah, is based on what type of vessels are commonly found on an ox versus a donkey. The Vessels on an ox typically break, like a, a plow or a yoke. These things are found on an ox and they can break. On a donkey, so often it's carrying a pack of garments, some type of load that can rip, a saddle. These type of things uh, are more commonly described as, as breaking through ripping, so there's no fundamental difference, though. Pater Lakim is an exemption for the owner of the pit from liability for damage to vessels. Get him a first gemara, as the gemara explains, it's a drasha. Shor cher shot of a katan, first big gemara. Ben abas klamar afagav de katanim hain, velek lameymar, iboy le de yunu, lemezo, even though these people are minors, 
and therefore there's no liability on their part to be careful. Nonetheless, the owner of the pit is exempt from liability from Exerzakosov. This is a surprise from the, the drasha of the Pasik. The drasha is the ox. There's liability for the damage to the ox that falls into the pit, but not to a person. Chamor, the Pasuk says, Shor o Chamor. There's also liability for a donkey that falls into the pit, but not for vessels. So we have two exclusions. Shor v'lo Adam, Chamor v'lo Kalen. Liability is only for the Shor and Chamor, not for Adam or Kalen. So the person or vessels get damaged falling into this pit. The owner of the pit is exonerated. It's not liable to pay. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Let's take a look. The bottom line of Nunbezim Adbez. Nofa Lafanov. Amarav Lafanov. Lafanov Mamish. Acherav Acherav Mamish. What does it mean that the ox got startled and fell before it and afterward, after it? Before it, literally, after it, literally. Rashi says Lafanov Mamish. Alpanov Nafal Umes Minahevel. It fell on its face, and died from the toxic fumes in this pit. In both cases, it fell in the pit. That's where the toxic fumes are found. Rav Rav is going and explaining the Mishnah according to his own reasoning. As Rav said, The case of bar, of pit, the primary category of damaging, a damager, that the Torah renders the owner liable, is a liability for the toxic gases that are typically found in the bottom of the pit, but not for the damage caused by impact if it falls in. That's Rav's opinion. Shmuel says, in the pit, whether before it or after it, the owner of the pit is liable. Rashi says, <laughs> And nonetheless, we derive from our Mishnah, the potter, that is exempt, since it did not die from the toxic gases, but rather it only died from the impact. The Karka Olam, it is the property that is found in the public thoroughfare that caused this damage. And therefore, the owner of the pit is exempt. He's only liable for what he has introduced, according to Rav, which is these toxic gases. And so this Rashi is going at the, at the beginning. Zev Zebabar, meaning where it fell. When the Mishnah says, Lefanov and Lachirov, saying it means Mamish, and the, the question is where the head of the animal was. Was the animal exposed to these toxic gases? And that what caused the death of the animal. And we're talking about in the bar. And Rav Latanai, Rav is going to his reasoning. Dama Rav, bar Rav requires for liability that the owner of this pit to be held responsible to pay for the damage that the damage came about through the toxic 
gases or fumes that came from this pit, but not from the impact. And that's again Shmuel. Shmuel says in the pit, whether before it or after it, Chayev is going to be liable. Shmuel says the liability is, yes, for the toxic gases. The one who owns this pit, who dug the pit, he is going to be liable for that. But all the more so, he will be liable for the impact. Ella. The question is, what is the explanation of the case in the Mishnah where the ox fell back, startled from the sound of the digging, that we say the owner of the pit is exempt? Kigom deniskal babar v'nafal chreabar the case would be where it tripped and fell back. Chutz outside of the pit. Eisve, babar, ben lafanav, ben lacharav. So the question. When the Mishnah says in the pit, whether before or behind, behind it, chayev, it's liable. Tiyuv to deraf. This seems to be a challenge to Rav's interpretation. Because Rav says there's only liability for damage caused by the toxic gases. So if it fell back, what's going on with the toxic gases? Rav Chista says that Rav concedes, he agrees, that in a case where the pit, normally the default of a pit, is a bar b'rshus harabin. Like we saw in the top rashi here, levezavi bar, stam bar is b'rshus harabin, that's what we're talking about, normally. But, says Rav Chista, Rav will agree that a pit in his own private domain has a different level of viability. He's chayat, mishum ta'amar le'manavshach. Because, he can say to him, regardless, the victim, if it died, if my animal died from the toxic gases, it's your toxic gases that killed it. And if it died from the impact of the hard ground, so that's your hard ground that my animal fell into. So either way, the victim can seek compensation from the owner of the bar in his private domain. In contrast to what we saw Rav says by Chavata in the Rishas Rabbi, the impact of the, the striking the surface of the pit, the depth of the pit, that is Rishas Rabbi. Kagolam Dene Rishas Rabbi Mizikasa. But if it's Rishas Ayachid, then no. So there, Rav would agree that there's liability also for the impact. Rabba Amar. Rabbi says, here, what are we discussing? That it fell and flipped and it fell on its face. And it fell and it's flipped and fell on its back. 
to have lo the honey bay the the toxic gases that were instrumental in causing the damage were also what killed it. Rav Yosef Amar Hacha Bar Bashar Askina. Rav Yosef says over here we're describing the damages of the pit to the ox. Mind you, what is the, the discussion here? Shehivish has Meaning that the, the, the opposite of what we've been discuss, discussing until now. Till now we've discussed the liability of the owner of the pit for causing damage to the ox. But here we're describing, says Rav Yosef, the liability of the ox for damage to the pit. Shehivish has name. When the <coughs> ox fell in, so it caused those pristine fresh waters to now have a foul a uh, muddied smell, flavor, whatever you want, and the owner of the pit is pretty upset. He wants compensation that his, his well, his pit, is now dirty. Uh, the waters in his pit are, are no longer clean. The the fun of doesn't matter which way the ox fell in, the impact on the waters of the pit are the same. It's going to cause a damage. And the owner of the pit wants compensation for that. Tani Rabchanania L'Siul Rav It's taught by Rabchanania a support for Rav. Benafal Ad Shipol Derch Nefilo And it fell until it falls in the manner of falling. From here we derive, we stated, that if it fell forward, from the sound of the digging, it startled the animal, then there's liability on the part of the owner of the pit. And if the animal fell back when it was startled from the digging expansion of this pit, Potter, the owner of the pit is exempt. The Zevzeh the Bar, both are describing Bar. See Rashi. Rabba Amar Hachamayskinon, the Tanah Lechar of Chayev. Rabba said, What is the case that we said when it falls back, it's liable? That it flipped and turned on its head. Beresha, in the beginning. And before it hit the ground, it flipped and fell on its back. Dahanibe, that was affected, helped for it. Havla, helped, not in a good way. The toxic fumes, toxic acid, in the beginning of its falling, it was exposed to these toxic fumes. And that was also the cause of its ultimate demise when it was at the bottom of the pit. Bar Bashar. Here we're describing the damage in the bar from the shar. Shashar The ox wandered into the courtyard of the owner of the courtyard. Shalobirshas, uninvited. Vilo Hifke, Lodishus of Labaro. And 
he did not declare ownerless neither his domain nor the the pit. The no fall bar, and he fell into this bar. And the waters got solid. In the manner of falling, Alpanov on its face, Mashma, This would indicate that most animals, when they fall into something deep, they fall on their faces. In terms of how we paskin, in this machlokas between Rav and Shmuel, what is the liability for the Baal Habar, the owner of this pit? What generates this liability? Is it just the toxic gases, or that's like Rav, or all the more so, the impact of something falling into this pit? We pass like Rav or Shmuel. So the Melech HaShlomo, the Mishnah, brings down a machlokas for shonim. The riff paskins like rap. The riff says that the psak is like rav, that the liability is for the toxic gases, not for the impact. Because Rav Hanino brings a support for rav, the tanya, in accordance with the b'risa, until it falls the way of falling. The difference between the cases of Chiv and Ptur is, is the liability for the toxic gases, or the impact. And if it's impact, it's potter in support of Rav. And the Muki Yosef brings, not only is that the opinion of the Rif, it also appears that that is the opinion of Rashi. But the halacha is like Rav. Shepirish Masnisin, and that clearly, the way Rashi is presenting the Mishnah, is going according to Rav. That Rashi is explaining according to Rav, but according to Shmuel, Imrin Potter. So it seems that Rashi is not explaining the Mishnah in accordance with Shmuel. Wow, Tosus and the Rush are on the sidelines. They are at a loss, not sure what the halacha is. Is it like Rav or Shmuel? It's it's an even battle. The Suffolk the Rush and Tosus don't know. How do we pass him? In this machlokas, Rav and Shmuel, what is the liability for Bar? Is it just for the toxic gases or also for the impact? They're not sure. Rabbeinu Hanano, Posku Kishmuel. On the other side, 
We have heavy hitters paskening like Shmuel, Rabbi Hanana, and the Rashba. So we have an array of opinions, and Machlokas Roshonim had a paskin, this Machlokas Amaroim, between Rav and Shmuel. Back in the Gemara. Amar Ma, the master said, If it fell forward, the ox fell forward from the sound of the digger, of the digging, so the, the digger is making a noise that caused the ox to get startled, and it fell forward. Chai, the owner of the pit is liable. Why is that the case? Why don't we say that the digger was causative? As we saw Rashi's explanation in the Mishnah, it's causative in a way that should be exempt. But let that also be the case that we attribute that cause to the digger, and the digger is exempt, say that the owner of the pit is also exempt. Because the cause of this damage was a digger who's exempt. Omar Rav Shimi Barashi, Hamoni Rabbi Nasani, says Rav Shimi Barashi, this Mishnah is coming from Rabbi Nasan. The Omar, he says, Balabar Hezeka Kaavid. The owner of the pit is a damage. He's causing the damage. He's performing damage. It's just damage waiting to happen. And whenever it's impossible to collect from another cause, there is a an ultimate cause, that is the owner of the pit, that is liable. So you're right that the person who's digging was causative, but if he won't be able to pay, the owner of the pit is actually more fundamentally causative, and that's how it obligates him, that's the Chiddush of Bar, and therefore he will need to pay the Nezik Shalim, the full liability. The Tanya, as a Satna Brisa, an ox that pushed his friend into the pit. The owner of the ox is liable, and the owner of the pit is exempt. Rabbi Nassan disagrees. He says, that they split it. The owner of the ox who pushed the other animal into the pit is liable for half, and the owner of the pit is liable also for half. So here we see this idea. The owner of the pit is liable. What, what cannot be collected from the other the, the other party, the Baal Hashor in this case, can be collected by the ba, from the Baalabar. But we have a seemingly contradictory b'raisa. In a similar case where an ox pushed another animal into the pit and that animal was harmed. So the liability is divided as follows. The, the owner of the the pit is liable for three portions of the damage, 75%, and the owner of the ox is liable for a quarter. So that's against what we said before. How does it fit with Rabbi Nassim? Which Rabbi Nassim is the real Rabbi Nassim? Is it a half-half, or three-quarters, one-quarter? 
No kasha. Gemara resolves. This is not a contradiction. Habitam habemoid. It depends on what the status of the ox that pushed the other animal into the pit is. Is it a tam or a muid? If it's a docile animal, then there's less liability. And if it's an aggressive animal that's been forewarned, then there's full liability. See Rashi. Moving back to the question, why is the digger exempt? It's a grama. That is a standard tour from Chiyuv. In Besdin, he's not going to be liable. He was only a grama. I feel karabala bar. And even the owner of the pit, you can make the same claim. Since the reason why his pit caused damage was because someone else, the digger, was causative and the catalyst for this damage. So, place the blame for this damage upon the startling noise caused by the digger, and that damage is that the cause of damage, why don't we say that the owner of the pit is also exempt? And the discussion is where the one digging is not actually the owner of the pit. Because then he can't deflect the liability. He's he's everybody here. He's the, the only party. That's what we saw Rashi in the Mishnah. We're talking about a, a Socher. There's somebody else, a separate party, who is doing the digging to either deepen or widen the pit. El Shehu, he hired somebody else. We're describing a case where there was a pre-existing pit. If we'd be discussing the, the digger, the initial digging, so then he would be liable because there's no cannot be an, an emissary, a messenger for something that is prohibited because one is not allowed to damage an Rishos Rabbit. One is not allowed to, to harm the public thoroughfare. So to dig the pit initially, that would be prohibited to, to hire somebody else. The guy who was hired is, is the Balabar. You won't have two parties in that case. You only have two parties where there's an extension. An extension, apparently, is not considered, for some reason, increasing the danger. Baal Habor Hazeka Avid, the owner of the pit, caused, is, is affecting damage. Kiloma Shalom Nimtza Hanazek, within his, is found the damage. And wherever 
it's not possible to have a, a satisfaction of payment from the, the one who is digging because it's a grama. It's just a cause, but not a direct damage. The victim has recourse not only from the one who is directly causative, but the owner of the pit. Balabar Potter, the owner of the pit, is exempt. Bain Shashar Nizik and Nizik Shote. Whether the ox that was damaged was insane, meaning not capable of protecting itself, of being aware of its surroundings, like most oxen are. Bain Shupikar, or whether it was a savvy ox that was able to protect itself under normal circumstances. Domele Balabar, because the owner of the pit can say, Ilav Turach, if not for your ox, Lo nafal, it wouldn't have fallen. If not for your ox, it wouldn't have fallen. Vahai dechifa, maizvidayim having, lo And that pushing is a, a proactive act of damage. That's not just a grama. It's not like the digging of the pit. Uh, the, 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 the sound caused the ox to be startled and fall in. Here we're talking about an ox pushing another animal in. So that's not a grama. That's directly causative. That's the directly damaging. And that's going to be true regardless of the animal that's being harmed, whether it's pikeach or shota, is being pushed into this and there's going to be a liability on the, on the part of the owner of the ox that's acting aggression, as well as the owner of the bar, the owner of the pit. That's that's uh, Rabbi Nassim. We saw that the Chachamim, they say that Baal Hashor is Chayv and Baal Habor is Potter. Meaning that according to Chachamim, the Baal Habor is Potter because he can exonerate himself by saying the owner of the aggressive ox is not just a grumma, not just causative, but actually did the damage. So all the blame should lie with him. That's the, the first opinion. Rabbi Nelson disagrees. Rabbi Nelson Omer Baal Abor Mesham Mechsa. He says that the owner of the pit is liable halfway. Sherei ben Shneem Himisu. They share liability because between the two was the death brought about. I feel a happy shor nizik pikeach chayev. And even if the, the ox that was damaged was a savvy ox, doesn't matter. There's no claim that the damaged party was negligent. The other ox pushed it into the pit. So the, the victim here had no capacity to be more vigilant. The Gemara, back in the Gemara, the two teachings of Rabbi Nassim are not contradictory. He shares the blame and the liability between the owner of the ox that aggressively pushes the other ox into the pit with the owner of the pit. What is the difference whether it's half-half or three-quarters, one-quarter? One is talking about a shormud if the ox is forewarned and aggressive, and the other is talking about a docile ox. What does he hold? 
What is Pshat Rabbi Nasan? Ika Savar, Hai Kule Hezeka Avid, Hai Kule Hezeka Avid. If he views each party as fully liable, Hai Mishal Palga, Hai Mishal Palga. This one should pay half, and that one should pay half. Vika Savar, Hai Palga Hezeka Avid, Hai Palga Hezeka Avid. And if he holds that this one is responsible only for half of the damage, and the other party is responsible for only half of the damage, then let the owner of the pit pay half, and the owner of the ox, the aggressive ox, well, in this case, a quarter, so the shortan, the status of docile, but actually acting in aggression here, let him pay a quarter, because he's liable for half of, of his assessment of damage, so that's a quarter of the total damage. And what should be with a fourth quarter of damage? Let the owner of the, the ox that was harmed absorb that damage. Why are we saying that the final quarter is delivered to the owner of the pit? Amarava, Rav explains, Rabbi Nasan Dainahu Menachas Umka Tadina. Rabbi Nasan was a judge, and he went down to the depth of the judgment. The Olam Kasava Hai Kulezeka Avad Hai Kulezeka Avad. And Rabbi Nasan understands that really each one is fully liable, both the owner of the ox and the owner of the pit. And now, which you're asking a question. Why not then say each one pays half? Because the owner of the ox can respond to the owner of the pit. My partnership with you, what did it help me? Which is an interesting taina. Meaning, we're both fully liable. That's the way Rav is explaining Rabbi Nasan. But, they are partners. So as much as they're partners, the owner of the ox wants to get out of his full liability and can say to the owner of the pit, as much as we are partners, so you should reduce my burden. And if you don't, so in what way are we partners? Zirashi. Ha betam. The owner of the ox pays a quarter when it's a short time, the docile ox, as we'll explain. Where does Rabbi Nelson say the three quarters is when the ox is three quarters to the, I'm sorry, half and half. Where does Rabbi Nelson say half liability for the ox and half liability for the owner of the pit? That's when the owner of this ox has a, has a short muid, his ox is an aggressive established aggressive ox, and he's therefore fully liable for the damages caused by his aggressive ox, each one will pay half either way. If both of them did the full damage, that through the hands of one of them was this victim, the ox that died, that it was... Th- Killed. 
Each one is entirely liable. Now that they were both involved, so each one pays half. Oh, if you say each one is liable for half, my avid, my avid and if each one is liable for half, so it should pay for its liability, because he is a mood. The shor is, is a shor mood. If you say that there's full liability on each party, since without a pit, this ox was goring the other ox, and it would have killed it. It's as if he killed it on his own, without the help of the bar. The bar was his weapon. And similarly, by the pit, without the blow from the goring ox, it also would have died just by falling into the bar. It's as though the owner of the pit is fully responsible for the death of this ox. And therefore, there is a stringency that three quarters of the damage will be upon the owner of the pit. Say each one pays half. Given the since the owner of the uh, of the damaging ox also is fully liable, and the ox that is docile pays half damage that he does. If you say that since both of them caused this damage together, each one did half, and that's why the owner of the ox, that's a shortam, pays a quarter. The ox is a docile ox. And half of what he did, he has to pay. And the owner of the ox, that is docile, pays a quarter. And the owner of the pit, the pit is right away presumed to cause damage, should have to pay half. And then say that the last quarter has to be absorbed by the one, the damaged party. Rabbi Nelson was the head of the court. Masechus Harius Sofa Gemara mentions over there. Rabbi Nelson was the Abbezdin. Our partnership, what did it help? The Baal Hashor can say the Balabar. How did our partnership help? Without our partnership, I would pay half. Give me the Balabar, Nami Kulazeka Avid. And since the owner of the pit is actually fully liable, therefore Mishalam Gimachalakim. Therefore, we'll say both are fully liable. There is an element of partnership which the Baal Hashor can say as much as there's a partnership here, so you should alleviate my financial burden. That's what the Baal Ashur says to the Baal Habor. And therefore, the final quarter 
will go on to the Baal Habor, not the Balashar, and also not uh, be absorbed by the victim. Levi Seymour, an alternative Mahalach in how Rabbi Nassim gets to these numbers. The Olam Kesavar, Hai Palgazekov, Really, we could suggest that Rabbi Nassim holds each one is half liable. Dukal Kashalach, and that which you have a challenge. Why not say that if there's half liability, then the final quarter should be absorbed by the victim, meaning the owner of the pit should be half liable because he's half responsible, and the owner of the ox, the short time, the docile ox, he has to pay half of his damage, so that's a quarter. And the final quarter, that's too bad for the victim. Why don't we say that? Because he can say, the, the owner of the ox can say, to the owner of the pit, I, my ox, in your pit, found it. You killed it. That which you are able to pay from, uh, to receive payment from him, receive payment. That which I will not be able to collect from the other guy, you have to pay. So the, the owner of the shore here is, is the bala shore, that's the victim says to the Baal Habar that basically your pit is the primary cause of death. So whatever I can collect from the other guy will deduct from your liability. But whatever I can't collect from him, you've got to foot the difference, so you've got to pay three quarters. Rashi, Ad Katalte, Matsasi, I found my dead ox inside yours, inside your pit. So your pit is liable. You have to pay for the damage in your pit. In contrast, the Rabbanon say, look at the beginning. And they say that don't look now in the aftermath. We see a dead ox in a pit and point fingers at the owner of the pit. They look at the beginning. They say, this ox was aggressive and caused the entire damage. Therefore, in the case where the ox is aggressive and warned, the owner of that ox has to pay the full damage. And if it's a short time, so the, the docile ox, that in this unusual case was aggressive, must pay, the owner must pay half. And the other half, the palga mafsit, and the owner has to absorb half the loss. Gab masnisin nami balsa karazlinon ushneim turn, and in our mission as well, go after the the digger, and both will be exempt. the The owner of the pit will be exempt both cases according to shita sechamim, and Rabbi Nason is the one who says no. The owner of the pit is liable. Omar Rava. 
After the two dots, five lines from the bottom. Iniach even alpi habor. Rava says if somebody placed a stone on top of the pit, ubar shar minitz kabal, and an ox came and tripped on it, benafal babar and fell into the pit. Banal machokes Rabbi Nasan Rabbana. We have come to the debate between Rabbi Nasan and the Rabbana. Rashi, Iniach even he placed a pit a, a, a stone on the pit, bar kriya. You have a pit that's already dug. And somebody else came and placed a stone right at the edge of the pit. We've come to the debate. According to the Rabbanon, the owner of the stone is liable. Just like the Rabbanon hold the owner of the ox liable. That is the entire cause of this tripping into the pit. And unlike the digger who caused the animal to get startled, which is a grama, it's only causative, unlike that case, the stone is itself like a pit, and it is considered a direct damage. As said earlier, that's the Chachamim. Rabbanon hold that the one who places the stone there is liable, whereas Rabbi Nassim says both the one who places the stone and the owner of the pit, both are going to share that liability. Shito, isn't this obvious? What is Rava coming to tell us? What would I have thought to say? That it's over there, where we know they argue, that the owner of the pit can say to the owner of the ox, If not for my pit, your ox would have killed the other guy's ox. In this case, though, in contrast, the owner of the stone could conceivably retort back to the owner of the pit, If not for your pit, what would have my stone accomplished? Yes, it might have caused this ox to trip, but it would have gone right back up. And instead, it fell into your pit and died. So that's a stronger taina than the aggressive ox, which is had it had blood, you know, we wanted to kill. So whether it does so through the pit or not, it was not going to be satisfied till it was successful if it was able to. By the stone, we don't say that. By the stone, without a pit, the animal could have gotten up, potentially. How do you know the damage would have been as severe? Kemashman, therefore, it's necessary to say that the same achlokas between Rabbi Nassim and Rabbanon applies even in a case of the placement of the stone, that that liability is on par, and we don't minimize that liability, according to Rabbi Nassim. De Omar Le, Ilav Evan, enough Labira. It's coming to teach you that he can say to him, if not for the stone, so would it, it would not have fallen into the pit? Meaning, 
the owner of the pit has a taina back. It says, your stone caused it to fall into the pit. So don't blame my pit. Your stone is, is fully liable according to the Rabbanon. And according to Rabbanon, it's split. They each maintain their previous stance. And we don't say it's pshita, that, that was, that's what they do. But nonetheless, Rav is saying that is what they do. They each understand no difference whether it's an, an ox that pushes the other ox into the pit or a person placing a stone at the edge of the pit and both share the damage. Itmar. We said, Shor, top of Nagimal Amibet. Shor, Vishar, Suleim Agdashin, Shinaghu, an ox, and an ox of Sulamikdashin. That's a consecrated animal that has a blemish that caused damage, it gored. Mainu says in parentheses, which case is this? Shorbachar de lo paragle, the firstborn of an ox that was not redeemed. Rashal takes it out. That's not in Kisviyad. Let's see. Taparashi, the firstborn that is normally slated to be an offering, but here it's a balmum, it has a blemish, it's not subject to redemption, since it can't be redeemed, it does not go out from its initial status of sanctity. Therefore, it is called an ox of hektish owned by consecrated property. Even though the coin will eat it, it's nonetheless not considered the ox owned by his friend, because the coin is consuming this, considered not by his own, but from the elevated table. It's considered his gift from God, but not his own property. Why do we have a case of Psalm Akdashin? Why not just say a simple case of Shar Hektish as the partner? You have a regular ox and an ox owned by Hektish. Rabu Sashmina, this is a greater novelty. This is a bigger Kiddush that this is not called Shar the ox owned by his friend. Certainly a regular sharp hectic, that's the case. Even in this case of Psalmikdashin, of Bakhar Balmum, we say it's not redeemed. But if you have consecrated a consecrated animal that became a Balmum, not a Bakhar, a different animal, somebody's Maktish, Shlaman, and it becomes a Balmum, and then he's Pahodeh, he redeems it. The owner is liable to pay if this redeemed animal then goes and gores. It is called the ox of his friend. That case is called shareu. It's called a friend. His ox is, this ox that he redeemed is considered his. And you might have found that that way because there's still a restriction even though he redeemed it, he can eat the meat. He's not allowed to work it. He's not allowed to shear it. So there are restrictions. You might have thought that's considered shashal hektish. No, that's called 
owned by his friend and fully liable. The owner is fully liable if that ox damages. So the, the Chiddush of this case of Psalm Magdashin is the case of Psalm Magdashin that's not subject to Pidyan, the Bechar, that's a Balmum, and a case that's less than that, that is Psalm Magdashin, that was Niftis, so that would be considered Shari'ehu. And let's see Tosus. Shar v'shar p'sulim g'dashim sh'nakhu. Pirsh Rav Yehudai Gon, Rav Yehudai from the Gaonim, said, explained, the Hainu, shar b'char d'loparkle, the firstborn of an ox that was not redeemed. L'fi she'ein lo pedin, afi she'dino lios neshchat medina, since it has no capacity to be redeemed, even though the halacha is that it should be slaughtered. Outside of Mikdash, it's eaten by Kohanim as a Balmum, not as a, a carbon. It's considered like other animals. He can even share it with non Jewish friends. He has very broad latitude what he wants to do with this meat. It's very low on the restrictions. Since it's compared, <coughs> connected to Tzvi and Ayel, nonetheless, nonetheless, in its life, it is not considered the property of an individual. It's still considered Shorhektish, it's not considered the ox of his friend. This is true for all Psalim that were not redeemed. However, if it was actually redeemed, so let's say it was, like I said, a shlamim, some other type of carbon, that was redeemed, it became a bamum, and then it was redeemed, we cannot establish that's the case, because it is called shorei'ehu in that case, even though there is a lingering residual restriction, it's only given over for the meat, but not for shearing or work, you cannot redeem it to work it. So that, that's uh, pretty similar. Tosas is just explaining this is coming from Review Daigon. And in Hanami, we have parentheses that the Mashal takes it out because it's not part of the Gemara, but it is the Hezbeh of Review Daigon. What is the case of Sumagdash and Shinochu? The, the case is Bachar, that was a Balmum that was not redeemed. That's the case when, as Rashi said, it cannot be redeemed. But really, Tosa speaks out, any Sumagdashin that has not yet been redeemed, even if it could be, has the same status. Abaye Omar, Mishalim Chatinezek, Abaye says, in this case, there's two oxen teamed up to gore. One was a regular ox with a simple owner, a reyehu owner, friend, and one is Psulim Gdashin, which is considered still owned by Hektish. So Baya says the owner of the regular the regular owner has to pay Chatzinezek, has to pay half. Ravina Amar, Ravina disagrees, Amar Mishalim, Ravinezek, he only pays a quarter. And both of the opinions of, are, are presenting 
the case of a shorta, that the both oxen are uh, both everything here is tam. So uh, Abai says the owner of the short tam, uh, who's who's not so just the regular shor, he has to pay a quarter. I'm sorry, half. And Ravina says he has to pay a quarter. Ha kirabanam. Ha kirabinasan. And Abaye is saying that there's a half liability. It's like the Rabbanam. And Rabinasan who says there's a quarter. And Ravino says there's a quarter. is like Rabinasan. Let's see, Rachi. Sure, had yet. Shopsum adashin shnakul. Bain shnan. Sure. They together gored another ox. Abai Omar Abai says there's half liability. Bal Shor, the owner of the ox, regular ox. And the other half needs to be absorbed as a loss, a write down, by the one who received the damage, the owner of the ox that was gored. And we're describing a case where the damaging ox was docile. Rabinasan, and in accordance with Rabinasan's opinion, that which you cannot collect from one, collect from the other. And it's as though he doesn't have a partner. And he pays half. Like he would pay on his own if the other ox had not helped, the Psalmic ox had not helped. Kirabanan. So. Rashi is explaining that Abaye is saying Mishal Mechatzenezek like Rabbi Nason, and Ravino says Mishal Mechatzenezek. Sorry, is Abaye is learning like Rabbi Nason? Ravino, who says he pays a quarter, <coughs> that's Kirabana. Rabbi Nezek hoel v'yesh lo shutef v'zei sheni yochel l'shtalim mina kachim yasi. So Ravino, who says that the liability is only a quarter. Is also talking about a short time, but the Rabbanon say not like Rabbi Nason. So Ravina is explaining that, taking that position like the Rabbanon, that the quarter damage is because there is a partnership, and what cannot be recovered from the damage caused by the the Psulimikdoshin ox, the the non Reehu ox, not his friend, but it's owned by Hektish. So that's just going to be lost. So he only, he only will have to pay a quarter, according to Ravino, following Rabbanu. Hava habatam, ha karabana, ha karabinasan. So the ha karabana is Ravina at a quarter, ha karabinasan is abaye at a half. Iway sema. Alternatively, another way of understanding this debate, hava ha karabana. Both are going according to the Rabbanon. Habitam, <coughs> habemoid. So then, in this version, they're not really arguing too much. They're just speaking out different cases. Abayah says, Chatzin Ezek, and Ravina says, a quarter. They're both going according to the Rabbanon. And the only difference is, tam and moid. Whether the, the ox, the damage, uh, the, the the regular ox, the damage, re'ehu ox, was a tam or a mu'it. 
Rashi Ibo Zema Tarvayu Kirabana Lopligi. Alternatively, they both are explaining the opinion of the Rabbanon, and they're not arguing, they're just talking about different cases. Bitam Rivianezek, if the ox of the the regular ox that damaged in partnership with the Sharhektish. So the regular ox, the owner of that, must pay a quarter because he has a partner. And in a case where it's a muid, so since he has a partner, he'll only pay half. And the remaining half that should be at the doorstep of Hektish, there's a Xerxakasa. Has to be Shareu, not Shar Hektish. So the victim will have to absorb that loss. Ikadamri is another way of interpreting this either machlokas or namachlokas statements of Abaya and Ravina. Abaya Omar Khatinezek. Abaya says the case of Shar Vishrapsalam Gosh and Shinokul, there's a half liability. Ravina Omar Kulinezek. Ravina says there's full liability. So this is not the gear so we had before of Ravina saying a quarter. But going the other way, full liability. Avha b'muid, and both are describing a shor muid. Ha kirabonon, v'ha kirabinasan. And where are they arguing is whether they're following rabbanon or rabinasan. According to the rabbanon, it'll be chatzinezek, and according to Ravina, kulinezek, because Rabbi Nelson says, whatever you can't pay from, from one, you'll collect from the other, because he's fully liable. Eboy Zema, another version of this debate. Ha v'ha, Rabbi Nelson, both Abaye and Ravina are following the position of Rabbi Nelson. Ha v'habitam, and accordingly, they're not arguing. They're just talking about different cases, whether the shor and Sharp Shlomagdashan that were Nogach together, whether the owner is dealing with an ox that is docile or is was his ox uh, forewarned and aggressive, that's gonna be the difference. This final version of this these statements. Accordingly, you will also not have a machlokas. We'll just be describing a difference of Tam and Mud, according to Rabbi Nasan. Omar Rava. Shor ve Adam Shidakhalbar. Rava said a case of an ox and a person joining forces to push into a pit. Rashi says, Shor ve Adam Shidakhfu. Dover echad lebar. Venimtu shloshtan shudfin benezek. So the person and, and an ox that pushed into a pit, you have three partners. In the damage, the ox and the man and the pit, all three are parties to this damage. For the purposes of nezek, of damage, they are all liable. Concerning the four additional payments of Tsar, Ribui, Shevas, and Boshes, additional payments caused. Uh, when a man wounds his friend, Udme Vlados, and the payments for causing a miscarriage, Adam Chayv, in those cases, the man is liable, the Shor Bar Patin, and the partners in this damage only 
have the liability for Nezek, not for these additional liabilities. Ulinin kofer ushloshim, conversely, for the payment of kofer and shloshim shall evid if if the ox killed a man. So then there's kofer, and if it's an evid, there's shloshim kasev. The shoros chayev adam ubar That's a special requirement to pay when the ox damages. The owner of the ox has to pay that, but a person doesn't have to pay kofir. It's actually usher to take kofir if a person kills. And the bar also, the owner of the bar, will also be exempt from kofir and shloshim kesef, the 30 silver pieces for killing the slave. Le'inyin kelim, ishar sulimogdashim, concerning the liability for vessels that get damaged, and an ox of Sulamikdashan that we spoke about, the, that's not Shorei Ehu, it's owned by Hektish. Adam Vishor Chayavin. So the partners, we have three partners here we're describing, the man and the ox are liable, Ubar Pater. And the owner of the pit is exempt. My time what is the reason that the owner of the pit is exempt? Amakra, the verse states, Ames Yelo. And the carcass shall be to him. Bimi shame shalom. That is true. There's liability in a context where the the carcass will be his. To the exclusion of a case where the carcass will not be his. So if the carcass will not be his, then the owner of the pit is exempt. Say that this is Obvious to Rava, Bahami boy, boy lay Rava. Why are we saying that this is presented as straightforward teaching of Rava? This is actually a question that Rava raised. The boy Rava, as we had, Rava asked a question. Shar psulim ekdashin shnafalabar, an ox that had a status of psulim ekdashin. That's a consecrated animal that became blemished. That fell into a pit. Mount, what is the halacha? What is the liability? Hi, Vamesielo, this which the Torah says, and the carcass shall be his. Bemisha Meshalo is talking about where the liability on, on the part of the owner of the pit is where there will be ownership of the carcass. To the exclusion of this case, where the carcass will not be owned by the owner, uh, the, the it's subject to Sulamikdashin could be used under the right circumstances, but in this case, when it was not redeemed, there's nothing to do with it. So will we say that the owner of the pit is exempt? They'll just have to bury this carcass. Odelma Vamesielo. Or perhaps, what is the derivation from this verse, Vamesielo, and the carcass shall be his? <coughs> to teach you that the owner has to deal with the the carcass. Hudas, that's why the verse is coming. And if that's what it's coming for, then maybe the owner of the pit is actually still liable. So why are we saying that Rava presents it as resolve? That there will be no liability for the owner of the pit if the Psalm Exhaustion fall into the pit. Bosa Dibai Hadar Pashta. 
you're right. He had a question, and then he resolved it. So you're, we brought first after he had it resolved, and secondarily we brought when he presented the question. But at the end, he did have it resolved. Ella bailim mitav manavela min so then, if that's the case, how does Rava know this halacha, that the owner has to deal with the corpse, this, uh, the carcass? <coughs> the Pasuk says to v'amesielo multiple times, both by shar and by bar. And him away from each other. So v'amesielo of shar. That's how he derives this this halacha that the owner of this uh, of the carcass he's got to deal with the carcass from the the mesielo described in the case of shor. My chazis to mesielo de shor mafkesle lebay lematapla menavela, but mesielo de bar mafkesle misha meshelo. What is the reason that Rava? derives each halacha from its respective case, it says Vamesielo twice. In Lamedal it is talking about by the case of Bar. In Lamedvav, again Shmos Chafal, Pasuk Lamedvav, is talking about by Shor. So you have two Psukim, Vamesielo. How does he know which one to derive from what? Who told Rava that the halacha, that the owner has to deal with the carcass, is derived from Mesielo of Shar. My Chazis, or what does he see? Mesielo de Shar, Mathis Lay, the Baim Tapman And how does he know? Mesielo de Bar, Mathis Lay, the Misha Meshelo. How do you know that's that, that the Mesielo described in the Pasuk of Bar excludes the case of an ox that was Psuli Mukdashin that fell in because the owner is not going to be able to use that carcass? How do you know that? To, to derive that, that halacha, from the case of of, uh, of Bor, Mesielo, that's described by the case of Bor. Efuch. Efuch onu mistavro, Potter, Gabi Bor. Efuch why don't we switch it? Mistavro, it's mistaber the way Rava learned it, that Ptur Gabibar, Hoyal Potterbo es Hakalim, that there's an exemption of liability by Bar, since we derive that there's an exemption of Kalim. There's no liability for vessels that are destroyed when falling into the, the pit. So it's Mistaber that Bamisia Lo, described by Bar, is also giving an exemption of liability. Adarabah, to the contrary, Septur Gavishor, Shekane, Patabachatzi Nezek. You also have an exemption from liability by the case of Shor, which we have the Pasuk Mesielo by Shor as well, because the Shor, the owner of the ox, doesn't have to pay full damage, he only has to pay half, so he also has an exemption from liability. Kuli Nezek Mieselo Ashkechon, Patabachatzi Nezek. He has an exemption of half liability, but nonetheless, we do not find full exemption of liability. We don't find that by a case of shar, there's 
there's going to be a full exemption. We only find by bar full exemption from Caleb. So therefore, it's more mistabit to learn the exemption of Sulem Ikdashin that's entirely uh, going to exonerate and hold the owner of the, the pit blameless when the owner of the ox, because of Sulem Ikdashin, is going to get nothing. We'll learn that from the Amesia Lo of Bar, where you have a full exemption, as opposed to the Amesia Lo of Shar, which only has a half exemption of Chatzin Let's see Rashi. Linian Nizakin, Kigon, Im Dafko, Sham Adam, Ozuk, Mishalman, Ben Kulan, Tchas Damav, Lekulan, Chayavan, Miske Adam, Taha, the Kamlon, Gabi Shar, Gabi Bar, Shar, Velo Adam, Bektala Kamilan, Kigon, Im Nafal, Toko, Evet, Umes, Amnazakin, Chayav, Rabinasuni, the law of the Basar, the Chifa, the Chudam. So if the person was pushed into the bar, and harmed, they all have to share this damage. And this is falling like Rabbi Nassim, that does not only look at the pushing in. The Rabbana look at the pushing in. Rabbi Nassim is shares the, brain, the blame more broadly. Arvidvarim, the four extra liabilities for Chavala, Shehein Levadnizek, in addition to the damage, you have Shevet Sari Boshes. so if they're lost wages, uh, the, the pain, the cost of the doctor's bills, and the embarrassment, all of that will only be borne by the person who pushed in the person into the pit with another ox. So the aggressive ox and the, the owner of the aggressive ox and the owner of the pit will not have to share in the liability of the Arbidvarim. Only the person is liable on these extra four, not the owner of the ox that's pushing, or the owner of the pit. To come on, as we say earlier, We also have an exemption for liability from Mevlodos. The Indian Kofer, Kofer is the other way. In Mace, if the person who fell in died, so there's only Kofer, on the part of the owner of the shor, not for the person who pushed. Shor chayev kedina b'mu'at. In the case where there is kofar, when there is a shor mu'at. But the other parties to this damage, both the person and the the person who pushed, and the pit, the owner of the pit, both will be exempt <coughs> from kofar. Adam dehabaktalu. The man, because he's a murderer, is liable to death. Vinami lo isrebei, and even if he did not receive a warning, a hasra, potter, he's still going to be exempt from kofar. So he's going to be exempt regardless. He's, he is actually a murderer, though. And the ox of Psulim Akdashin, so it's, it's not Shorei Ehu, Im Dachful Dasochel Shor Psulim Akdashin, if the the uh, pusher pushed in a a an ox that was psulim mikdashin shenifte that was redeemed once it was redeemed it is called shareu my timer bar potter what's the reasoning that the owner of the pit is exempt 
Chesiv, that means yellow, Gabibor. In the case where Psumakdashin was pushed into the pit, so you're not going to have Hamesi yellow, you're not going to have the carcass being retained as, as uh, still being owned by the owner of the Shar. And that's going to hold, because of that, you don't have Hamesi yellow, the owner of the pit is going to be exempt. Misha Hamesi The case where there's going to be a carcass retained and owned by the victim. He can sell it. In this case, even though it was redeemed, it must be buried. The drush is, and you shall eat it. You can redeem it to eat. But if you can't eat it, you can't feed it to your dog. So once it was redeemed as a very limited usage. It could be used for kosher meat. Since it fell into the pit, now it's only fit for his dog, or he could sell it as an avela, but not in this case. The drasha of what rights are available for psalm are very limited. So he's not going to have anything to do with it. He's going to have to be buried. And therefore, the drasha is the Baal Habar is going to be potter. It needs to be a yellow for the Baal Habar to be chayef. After the two dots over here, Nafal, Zoho, Shor, Vekelo, Nishtabru, if fell into the pit an ox and its vessels and they broke our Mishnah does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda Detanya, as we have a b'raisa Rabbi Yehuda machayev aniske kelim babar Rabbi Yehuda holds unlike what we've said until now clearly in our Mishnah the vessels that are damaged in the pit are not the problem there's no liability for the owner of the pit Rabita disagrees with that. He says there is liability for the vessels. My time with Rabbanon, why did Rabbanon disagree? Because the verse states, So the drasha says that fell into the pit, fell in there, an ox or a donkey. The drasha is a donkey, or, or an ox and not a person. If the person fell in, that's different. And not... A chamor, a, a chamor, and not kelim. If the donkey falls in, but not the vessels. So you have two exclusions. Rashi, shor velo adam, shama hanofel. It didn't just, well, the verse could have said, and the faller, whoever fell, if that would be generating liability for the owner of the pit, just use a generic term, the faller fell. Alma Therefore, the specifications of the ox and the donkey are coming to exclude others where the owner of the pit will not be liable. And we're going to ask, so how do we know other animals that there's liability for the Baal Habar? Maybe all other animals are also excluded. So that's going to be later. And Rabbi Yehuda says, oh, it says, sure, oh, chamar. So Rabbi Yehuda says, oh, is actually coming to include Kalim, not Hamar Velo Kalim, but O is coming to include liability for vessels. Rabbanon, O, Miboy Leilachal. Rabbanon say we don't use O to include liability for vessels, but rather to differentiate there's liability, even if you don't have a Shor and a Hamar, 
that fall in both an ox and a donkey together, but either either one individually. Don't say that the only case you'll be liable as the owner of the pit is when an ox and a donkey fall in together. The O is teaching you that each one is individually subject to, to liability, that the, the owner of the pit will be liable whether an ox alone fell in or a donkey alone fell in. Rabbi Yudah agrees that there's liability individual, uh, whether it's an ox by itself or a donkey by itself. But he learns that from Venofa. Rabbanon Venofa Tuva Mashma. So the word Venofa and fell, Rabbi Yudah understands that that means an individual fell. So you don't need O to teach you. Rabbi Yudah says Venofa means an individual. The Rabbanon say Venofa Tuva Mashma. The Rabbanon say Venofa could imply multiple fallings. Nafal doesn't only have to be singular. And therefore, the Rabbana need a drush of O to be mechalik, to generate liability when either one fell by itself, the ox or the donkey. And the actual nafkamina between them is kalim.